And not only that, when I'm talking about focus, I'm talking about singular focus again. That means sometimes you have to cut back the other things and prune back the other things. Now, I know Stephanie already, somebody said, well, Lamar, I don't, I don't want to prune back to other things. It's on Instagram. I heard I should have 12 streams of income. <laughs> but, but what I've been letting people know, Stephanie, is that if these 12 streams don't bear fruit, right, then basically what you got is multiple streams of struggle, not multiple streams of income. Mm. And, 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 and what does multiple streams of struggle get you? Stress? Multiple streams of struggle get you worn out? Multiple streams of struggle hold you back from a place where wherever the main thing that you're trying to do that could catapult you and your family to an entirely different level, it could be sitting there in your lap, but it's basically not getting enough attention. Are you ready to get unapologetically loud about your brand? Are you ready to stop playing small and grow your business to be everything that you've ever desired? Then you're in the right place. My name is Stephanie Rollins and I'm a digital marketing strategist and marketing coach who's ready to help you implement easy, proven marketing strategies to grow your business. We'll dive into strategies for email marketing, lead generation, social media, productivity, and we'll even have candid conversations about the craziness behind being a business owner. Welcome to the Simple Sexy Marketing Podcast. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Simple Sexy Marketing Podcast. So excited to have you joining us here this evening, morning, whenever you're listening. Um, so my guest today is somebody who is very special to me. Um, I've known this person for a few years now, and um, we've <laughs> I want to say we've been through a lot together. Um, I feel like we he's he's watched me grow over the years, and he's somebody that I consider a mentor. And um, I'm just really excited to have him on the show today. So, you know, I have this business now and um, everything that I've learned, I've tried to get a lot of education from outside sources, but this person um, and his partner are hands down, like the people that taught me the most about marketing. Everything that I know about marketing is because of these people, the resources that they've given me, the trainings that they've given me, the situations I've been in with my job um, with them. So. So happy to have Mr. Lamar Tyler with me today. Lamar, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Stephanie. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I want you to tell us just a little bit about yourself, and then um, I have a question that I'd like to ask you. So go ahead and uh, let us know who you are and what you do. Sure. So along with my wife, Ronnie, we run a brand called Traffic Sales and Profit, where we help uh, specifically African-American entrepreneurs learn how to drive more traffic, convert more sales, increase the amount of profit in their businesses so they can build sustainable, right? Check out that word, sustainable, profit-driven, thriving enterprises. And not just hustles, not just something quick to do, but but real businesses um, that employ others in the community and help uplift them and their families. Yeah. And I mean, I've got to witness this firsthand. You know, I was thinking, um, I was talking to my husband the other day about how um, we went to Charlotte <laughs> for that. We used to do the pop-ups, um, you know, uh, around the East coast and just a lot of different things that we've done. And the, the, I've just seen the brand like flourish so greatly over the years. So super happy to have you here today. We're going to be talking about like marketing traps that a lot of newer entrepreneurs fall into. But before we get into that, I've been asking all of my guests a random question as an icebreaker. So my question okay. for you today is, what is a restaurant that you refuse to eat at and why? Uh, Popeye's. How about that? Okay. Well, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. How about, how about this? I actually like the food there, but the service is so trash. I just refuse to go because anytime I go, 
I'm disgusted with myself <laughs> for going. I'm, I'm disgusted with myself for sitting in drive through only for them to tell me they ain't got no chicken at a chicken place. Right. Now that <laughs> whatever the promotions are or for people to be standing behind the counter when you walk in and them not acknowledge you. So uh, Popeye's has a track record that I've seen from state to state and from city to city. So I've opted out of eating in Popeye's. Wow. So, okay. I'm, a, I'm actually a little offended by this answer because you eat at Waffle House. That's a restaurant I can't eat at. Oh yeah, Waff- now Waffle House is dirty, but they serve it. Let's be let's be let's be clear, right? They're dirty. It's gonna be flies on the window. Uh, you know, I may ask for my food to be served in takeout containers, but they will serve right. my serve my food above all <laughs> with a smile. <laughs> exactly, that is too funny. Okay, Popeyes. I wasn't expecting that one, but I guess I have to accept it. So, okay, thanks for participating in that. I just started doing that and I uh, just thought it would be like a little, you know, just kind of fun little icebreaker before we get into the conversation. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk about some of these marketing traps. You've been, how long have you been in this space, Lamar? You've been in entrepreneurship since what, 2009? 2007. So we started uh, a blog, which turned into our business in December 2007. I went full-time as a full-time entrepreneur in uh June of 2010, and we've been doing traffic sales and profit now since 2015. Yeah. So throughout just all of your experiences with people, you have a mastermind that has grown to, I think you said over 200 members. And um, some of those people in the mastermind are starting out from the bare bones. They are just starting their businesses. Over the years, what have you seen, like what types of traps have you seen people fall into that they don't need to fall into? as new entrepreneurs? Yeah, this is a great question. So when I thought about this, I basically boiled it down to three things. Can we talk yeah, about these? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I basically boiled it down to three things. So the first thing being, uh, and all, but let, me, let me take a step back. Before I talk about three things, all of them are based in lack, right? Like a lack of one of these three things will totally derail you and take you off the path where you should be in your business and the business you want to grow, the business you've been dreaming about, getting to your first six figures or seven figures or whatever it may be. And the first lack is a lack of traffic, right? Traffic is, you know, if I got a brick and mortar store, it's the people coming into my store. If I got a website, it's the people landing on my website. If I'm a coach or consultant, like I need traffic in order to get those leads into actual consultation calls or whatever it may be so I can close them and make them actual customers. And, and most people generally do not have enough traffic. They don't focus on it. They're not really consumed with, they should be consumed in the beginning. How can I just get my offer in front of enough people? Mm-hmm. Because- Stephanie, as you know, everything is a numbers game. So if you don't have enough leads that see your offer in the beginning, you'll never have enough people that are actually available to buy what you sell. So whenever a new business owner says, well, I didn't launch and I didn't make what I thought I would make. I did a webinar. I didn't make money. I, I had conference tickets and nobody bought them. The first question I always ask them is, what was the traffic like? How many visitors did you have land? What were you doing in organic fashions, whether it was social media like Instagram, TikTok? YouTube, whatever it may have been, Facebook, where uh, you um, doing email marketing, content marketing. Maybe I was borrowing traffic. Maybe I was doing joint ventures or affiliates or leveraging people who already had the community. Were you buying traffic through advertisements, Google AdWords, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, um, radio, TV, whatever? Like, like no matter what you do, it has to be some traffic source to get your offer in front of enough people. That, that is the first number one issue that I see new business owners face. Mm. Yeah, I remember um, when we were working together and if I ever came to you, you know, with that 
dilemma, like, well, they didn't sell enough or they didn't do this. That was always the first question. And, you know, when you look at it, some people, this is not a specific example. It's just a general example. But, you know, you will ask somebody like, well, how much traffic do you get? And they'll say, oh, well, you know, 50 people came to the landing page. Well, that's not enough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you want to, unless those 50 people are people who are super warm and ready to buy, you know what I'm saying? Then, yeah, but like typically, you know, that's not enough. So go ahead and get into your um, second thing. Yeah. And, and before I do that, I just want to mention too, right? Like on average, only two, 3% of people online are ready to buy the first time they land on your site. So as you mentioned, if I'm only getting 50 people, if I'm only getting a hundred people, right? Let, let's, let's say double that. They balling out. They getting a hundred people, mm-hmm. right? Instead of 50. If they got a hundred people land on that site, the average is that only two to three of those people are ready to buy the first time they land. So it has to be all about making sure I get my service, my product in front of enough people. So I even have given myself a fighting chance to make money on the back. Absolutely. Now, when we talk about the second level of lack, the second thing I see uh, new folks lacking is mentorship, Stephanie. Mm. Because, right, I'll always say with us, it took us seven years to gross our first million. That wasn't even like every year. That was just like like million total from the time we started the business to the time we made over a million dollars worth of it. It took seven years. That probably is about four years too long. Mm. And the reason it took us so long is because we didn't have mentorship. There was nobody showing us what to do, showing us what not to do, talking about the mistakes they made, talking about experiences they had. And it literally took us maybe four or five years before we got connected. Because I know somebody said, well, Lamar, how do you have mentorship? How do you get mentors? Before we got connected with conferences, with mastermind, with coaching, with consultants, people that had already been down the road that could advise us on what to do and what to do next. And when we got that, we got a totally different level of clarity and we really found a shortcut to business. Now, I know sometimes people say too, well, you know, Lamar, I, I don't know where to find a mentor. I'm asking my mentor uh, for things. I'm asking someone to mentor me, but they're not responding. And one of the greatest pieces of advice I ever heard was a good friend of mine, Marshawn Evans Daniels, uh, in an interview with another friend of mine, Paul Craig Brunson said, hey, sometimes you have to buy a mentor. And that stuck with me, right? Because it shifts us from a position, Stephanie, of, always waiting for somebody to pick us to you being in control of your own destiny, your own business, and you picking the person that's going to help you get to success. Absolutely. Can I share? um, I just want to share something. It goes in line with what we're talking about, but I I have a little bit of you in me, right? So I don't know if you remember, but not too long ago, I was talking about the fitness group that I just joined, right? And there are a lot of people that are in the group that will... I don't want to say that they're complaining. They're looking for support. But in most of the posts, what I see is somebody expecting other people to come and save them instead of them saving themselves. One thing that has really kept me from complaining or, you know, looking for sympathy on this fitness journey that I'm having is realizing I have to take control. It has to be me who wants it bad enough so that I actually get the result. I cannot rely on somebody else to do that for me. And that happens a lot in entrepreneurship too. We see it all the time. We see it with the you know questions that are, and this is, listen, we're having a candid conversation here, but I'm just being real and I'm not trying to shade anybody, but this happens with the questions that are Googleable, right? The questions that you could, you know, try to find the answer yourself before you seek out the help, right? Um, the people who want to pick your brain, for a coffee. They want you to give them the formula for success over a coffee or something like that. You know, we have to do a little bit more and you do have to invest in yourself because the reality is, is whoever has the blueprint 
they didn't get it from somebody for free. They either spent their time, resources, or money. They spent something in order to get that blueprint. So we have to go into it with the mindset of we're investing. Coaching, mentorship, it's not a cost. It's an investment so that you can get to where you need to to be faster. Because otherwise, if you didn't have that mentor, how are you going to get there? Who's going to tell you? And and I, I think what you're hitting on right now is what's so important. Everybody, listen, I want you to lean into, you know, your mobile or, you know, your car, wherever you're listening at. Nobody's coming to save you. I don't know. Can I, can I say that? Absolutely. Stephanie? Are we allowed to say <laughs> Are we allowed to share that? Look, no, literally nobody's coming to save you. So you say, hey, I want a six-figure business, seven-figure business. Guess who's responsible for building that? And what if I told you even once you, even if you pay for a mentor, you're still responsible for you. Absolutely. Right? Like, because you write somebody a check does not mean you don't have to do the work. So at some point, you have to believe in yourself and invest in yourself, right? I always tell people, Stephanie, if you don't believe in you, why would somebody else? Right. Whether that's a mentor, whether that's a customer, whether it's a client or a friend, or maybe sometimes even your own family. Because somebody's listening right now that's an entrepreneur where, where maybe their parents are saying, what in the world are you doing trying to be an entrepreneur when you spend all that money on college? Or when we spent all that money on your college education? Sometimes it could be a spouse. Sometimes it could be a friend. But you really have to get focused to say, hey, you know what? First thing I have to do is I have to believe in me. Once I believe in me, then I can, if I can sell myself on me, then I can start to sell other people on the value that my product and service brings to the market. Absolutely. Absolutely. Confidence is definitely key. It's something that I'm still working on, even, you know, myself, but you do have to have that confidence. Um, That's like the number one way that people can sniff you out. When it comes to buying your product or service, you know, if you're not confident about it, they're going to be like, yeah, no, I'm going to pass. It's going to be a hard pass for me. So go ahead and get into your third thing, Lamar. All right. My, my third area lack that new business owners often fall into, um, and this was going to be unpopular opinion, but I call it a lack of focus. And I want everyone out there, because I know you're saying, well, Lamar, I'm focused. I want to build this thing. I want to grow something. But Stephanie, when I'm talking about a lack of focus. I'm talking about the fact that most people do not get I call it singular focus, right? Singular focus and narrow down on a thing that they want to do. And this is what I'm willing to do over the next one year, three year, five, maybe 10 years in order to reach success in it. Is, is this what I'm going to do over the next 30 days? And if I don't see traction in 30 days, I'm ready to quit. Is, is this what I'm doing over the next you know, summer? And if I don't see results by the end of the summer, I'm ready to fold everything up. And not only that, when I'm talking about focus, I'm talking about singular focus again. That means sometimes you have to cut back the other things and prune back the other things. Now, I know, Stephanie, already somebody said, well, Lamar, I don't I don't want to prune back the other things. It's on Instagram. I heard I should have 12 streams of income. <laughs> but but what I've been letting people know, Stephanie, is that if these 12 streams don't bear fruit, right, then basically what you got is multiple streams of struggle, not multiple streams of income. Mm. And, 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 and what does multiple streams of struggle get you? Stress. Multiple streams of struggle get you worn out. Multiple streams of struggle hold you back from a place where wherever the main thing that you're trying to do that could catapult you and your family to an entirely different level, it could be sitting there in your lap, but it's basically not getting enough attention. You're not, you, you've sown in the good ground, but you're not watering the seed. You're not giving it sunlight. It's not getting vitamin D. It's not getting all the pieces that it needs in order to really flourish, in order for you to be successful. Now, once you make that thing successful, yeah, now you can split off into multiple streams and everything like that. But before you can have these multiple streams, you have to have steady, consistent flow. And too many business owners or new business owners in particular have a lack of focus. And, 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 
and this is my last thing I'm going to say on this because I could talk about this all day. The thing that's stopping most people from getting to seven figures, listen to this, y'all, is the fact that most people have too many six-figure businesses. Because once you figure out how to get to six figures, it's easy to duplicate it. So they say, hey, you know what? I did this and I got the six. Well, I'm going to do this other thing. And that's going to get me the six. Then I'm going to sell this other thing. That's going to get me the six. Then I'm going to coach these people on how I sold this thing and that thing. And that's going to get me the six. But but these these three, four, five hundred thousand dollar businesses you got are keeping you trapped down because now you don't have the time to really, again, pour into and, and develop that seed and flourish with the main thing. And a lack of, of keeping the main thing the main thing is what's holding you back from, hey, I'm starting, but how do I catapult and blow this out? How can I afford to have the team that I need to have around? How can I afford to invest in the systems or the, or the procedures or the processes or the product or the inventory, whatever it is that I need around it, right? You got to have focus so that you focus on it. So, so those three, right? Lack of traffic, making sure you got enough people in front of it. A lack of mentorship, making sure that you take the shortcut and getting with some person or some group, right? That can catapult you and move you along further. And then that lack of focus, top three things I'm seeing consistently that's holding people back. Let me ask you, why do you think people deviate from the main thing? Like, because I, I mean, you know, I've seen it as well. I've, I've done it as well, you know, like where one thing may be working, but then you start branching out into something else and then something else becomes something else. Why do you think people do that? Uh, hold on. <laughs> That's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> a few things, right? Number, number one, because they have ideas. And people get excited by ideas, right? A new idea is so exciting. Like what, what can happen? Could this be the one? But but here's the thing. Everybody has ideas. And I, I Travis has a private Facebook group one time, Stephanie. Somebody came in and they said, I have so many great ideas. If I could just get paid for every idea that I have, then I'd be rich. And I had to bust their bubble. I had to come in the comments and say, well, guess what? Everybody has great ideas. I mean, how many times has, has somebody listening to your podcast thought about something, didn't act on it, then they saw that thing on TV later on, right? You, you've seen that, Stephanie, right, with yourself. Or you've seen somebody else launch it or seen it take off somewhere else, and you said, man, if I just would have followed through and got it done, that could have been me. Well, everybody has great ideas, right? And the people that have the biggest or the best ideas are not the people that make the most money. The people that make the most money are the people that execute on those ideas or that even execute on other people's ideas because the people with the idea couldn't take it further. So so we need to get away from ideation and get away to to looking at what happens when we actually execute and, and take execution as the primary goal. The other thing is that I'm going to tell you the truth. Success is boring. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, now I know Stephanie, somebody saying Lamar, what in the world are you talking about success? It's boring to do the same thing day in and day out, right? We always want to try something new and try something different. But again, the people that make the most are the people that can stay consistent. Just people that can show up every single day, day in and day out and get it done. The people that can optimize and just work the next day to get a little bit better than they were the day before, to make the business a little bit better than they were before. We had uh, one of the uh, former senior VPs of Chick-fil-A come and speak to our mastermind a few years back. And I was saying, hey, you know, you, you work directly with the founder, Truett Cathy. And did he dream about, did he talk about the fact that we want to create a billion dollar enterprise, a multiple billion dollar enterprise. Did we want it locations all around the world? Did we want it all these employees and all these different things that happened? Stephanie, the answer he gave me was no. He said the main thing that Truett Cathy would talk about every single time when those conversations came up was let's just work to sell a next sandwich. Let's just work to make the next sandwich better. 
And that, that singular focus again, right? Getting locked in on what is the primary thing I need to do. And if I can do that every single day, I'm better. And my business is better is what gets you to the money. I love that. Um, and just using that example of Chick-fil-A, we now see that using that model of let's just sell the next sandwich has catapulted, catapulted them into success. So I love that story. I love that story. Now, what if somebody doesn't have a main thing yet? Like, how do they find the main thing? Good question. Because I know people say, well, Lamar, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about this thing. Should I follow my passion? Or, you know, I feel like I want to go and discover my purpose. But when people talk about passion and purpose, the therapy they often miss, Stephanie, is profit. Okay. So when they're thinking about, okay, what should I do? Well, there's different things I'm thinking about. I say, you can look at your passion and purpose, but also focus on profit. Because without that therapy profit, that's when you work in a nine to five that you hate every single day because you have to. Mm. Without profit, that's when you have a business, but it's really just like a trap. And you create a new job for yourself that you hate more than your old job. Right. But but literally like like you got to do it every day in order to take care of you and your kids and everything else. So what I tell people, I want to look for an intersection of two things. What I look for is an intersection of something that will make me money and something I enjoy doing. Because if I'm making money, but I don't enjoy it, it's going to be hard times to come up. It's going to be times when I don't feel like getting out to bed. It's going to be times when I may have sickness around me. I may have illness around me. I may have death around me. It's certain hurdles that are going to come no matter what. If I'm not in love with what I do, right, it's going to make me give up on what I do. Now, on the other hand, if I have something I love to do, but I don't make money around it, I'm not going to be able to sustain myself. I'm not going to be able to grow a team. I'm not going to be able to get the systems that I need in order to see success. I'm not going to be able to keep going and keep growing to the next level. So you need to have those two things for everybody listening. What's the thing you're passionate about, right, that you love doing? What's the thing that you make money doing? If you can come to the intersection of that, you'll be in a good spot. Mm. I love that. I love that. Are you a professional course taker? Now, don't take any offense to me asking that, but I really need to know. Have you ever purchased courses only to go through them and think to yourself, okay, what am I supposed to do next? That's because most courses just share a concept with you and then they leave you to figure out the rest on your own. What you really need is a repeatable system that brings you sales and leads on autopilot and helps your business run on its own. I had to learn this the hard way, so I have a special gift for you. I have a free, no fluff, 50 minute training that shows you exactly how to implement systems like this with just six steps. Just go to unbreakablebiztraining.com to sign up for it now, or you can go to the link in today's show notes and watch it now. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what newer entrepreneurs should be doing to set a good foundation for their business? Sure. So if you're a new entrepreneur and you're listening to this, what you should be doing, again, right, is focusing on the opposite of the three things we talked about. Instead of getting into lack, how can you get into an abundance of traffic? That means an abundance of people that are looking for your product or service to have a challenge that your product or service helps overcome, right? Where can I find those people? Again, it's organic ways, things like social media that you can do to be out trying to get in front of your actual people. You can be looking to borrow traffic. And this, this is one of the things I feel like is, is often slept on the most definitely. There are people out here now that already have amassed a community that your listeners want to tap into. It's the same demographic data, the same psychographic data. They have the folks that your people want to talk to, and they've already built them into a Facebook group, into a meetup, into an online or offline community. Then it's all about just identifying where those groups are, who runs them, and then what value or opportunity you can provide for them so they put you in front of their people. But then also, right, looking again how we can do paid traffic, things like Facebook ads or, or Google ads or AdWords or YouTube 
or it could be traditional, like direct mail or radio or video. But we just want to make sure one way or another, we're getting our message, our product or service in front of enough people. Yeah. So again, that should be one of your main things that you're looking at. Um, again, connecting with a community, right? Or people or information. The fact that you're listening to this podcast means a lot because most people don't even take the time to do that. Most people just fumble around in life on their own with no real purpose or destination on where they want to go to. But if you're sitting and listening to this podcast, that means, hey, I'm interested in marketing. I'm interested in doing something with my business. And you're interested in learning more. Now, the other part about it, Stephanie, though, is that listening to the podcast is not enough. <laughs> right. After you listen, because you can listen to every single episode and say, you know what? That's Stephanie. She's amazing, yeah. right? It's like, like, like what she knows blows me away. But at some point, you got to get into, here's that word again, execution yep. and implementation mode. So can you listen to what you're learning, right, as you listen to this on a regular, but then actually go out and begin to implement what you hear and what you're being taught, right, and the things that Stephanie is actually sharing with you. And, and then, like I said, having focus around what it is that you're doing, what it is that you want to do, what's the actual goal and outcome of where you want to move your business to, and then doing everything in your power to actually get there. Because if I could say one more thing that's not sexy, Stephanie, um, and I know you got, you got a whole sexy marketing piece. So I, maybe I just do a podcast about stuff that's not sexy. Unsexy. Unsexy marketing with Lamar, right? Not uh, unsexy. <laughs> right. Uh, unsexy marketing with Lamar. The unsexy part of it is it's going to take work for them to be successful. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are getting a misinterpretation of what's required from social media. Oh, yes. Please talk about that. All you see is social media. Said, yeah, and social media say, "Hey, all you need is a tax return and an LLC, and 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 everything changes right. from there, right?" But but what they don't show you, and you've seen this firsthand, is that the people that a lot of folks say, "Hey, you know what? Like, I want to be like that person." Them people putting in the work. Absolutely. Them people are, are showing up, right? We saw businesses that started from nothing and went to a whole lot real yep. fast. But those literally are the people that work the hardest out of everybody that we yep. work with. They, they, they had a strategy. They had a plan. They had that singular focus. So we're simplifying what it takes to be successful. And it does. I'm not saying it has to be hard, but it has to be intentional. It has to be purposeful, yeah. right? Like the people that get there do some work to get there. And I think too oftentimes in search of likes or reactions or comments, that full story isn't being told. Right. So something you just said just kind of stuck out to me about the people who are actually doing the work. Um, one person that kind of comes to mind when you're talking about all that is Dr. Anika Goodwin-Hildebrand. So when we were working together, um, Dr. Anika, just for those of you who are listening, she owns um, Opulence MD, which is um, a, she has magnetic lashes and I think like mascara and other things um, like makeup items and things like that. But she's an ophthalmologist. So while you may get, you know, your lashes from like, you know, the beauty supply store, that glue that you're using may not be the healthiest for your eyes. We saw Dr. Anika go from literally building a brand new business to being on Shark Tank within, I feel like it was like a year and a half because she was putting in so much work. She was doing what was required so that she could get her brand off the ground. She was focusing on systems and processes and all of that stuff. What do you think about her success? Like I, when I see somebody like her on Shark Tank, people probably wouldn't realize that she's, well, she said it on the show, I think, but they probably wouldn't realize that she's only been in business with that particular business for a year, a year and a half and had, you know, such fast success. 
you're totally right. And what most people don't realize is that a business can grow that fast, but then they also realize the amount of work again, right? That took her to actually get to that point. And the fact that even before that business took all the way off, she'd invested in the things we talked about, right? Learning about how to get traffic. She invested in mentorship. She uh, had focused on what she wanted to build, how she wanted to build and what the goal was before the thing even really got right. going. So, so once you put those pieces together, a lot of people think, well, I have to have linear growth, Stephanie. So they're thinking, hey, I got, I got to go from zero to 10,000, 10,000 to 15, 15 to 20. And I step my company up, stair step by stair step up that way. Well, I'm, I'm here to show you there's actually a totally different way. And a different way is to go from zero to 100, from 100 to a million, from a million to 3.2, 3.2 to 10, like whatever it is. And that's the beautiful part about business. The growth of your business is not dictated on a direct single line that goes, you know, incrementally just up one or two percent per right. year. You can have 100 percent growth. You can have a thousand or ten thousand percent growth. It's all up to you and how well you solve a problem or a challenge that your customers are facing. Mm. Absolutely. OK, you just reminded me of something that I want to talk about briefly. Solving the problems that your customers are facing. How do people find these out? And then can you share with us, there's one of the major things that I've learned from you is using the customer's language. A lot of times we assume, you know, that we know what people want, but if we're not using their language, it's not going to resonate with them. So can you just kind of talk about like how people can find out what their problems are? And then like if somebody's like starting from scratch, what their prob customer's problems are, and then also how can they use their language? How can they find out what they're saying? Sure. If you're starting from scratch, you're trying to figure out, you know, what problems are my customers or my potential customers facing? And, and then how do I speak to them? One of the primary things I always say is if you have a list already, maybe not even customers, but you have a community, could be a Facebook group, could be people that follow you online, offline, whatever it may be. You should start by asking them. And, and too many times we skip that step. But the easiest and least path of resistance for you to actually just ask the potential customer as it relates to blank, right? Well, blank being whatever it is that I do, my my uh, coaching service, my relationship service, my car dealership, whatever it could be, as it relates to blank, what's the biggest challenge that you're facing? And that could be sent out via email, could be posted on social media. It could be texted via SMS if that's you do. But however you get in contact with those people, get that question in front of them. And then what you want to do is you want to watch how they actually answer because not only are they telling you what the challenge or problem is, they're talking about how they communicate, articulate that challenge so that you can use the same language that they use. Mm -hmm. Too many times, Stephanie, my, my uh, wife, Ronnie, and I, who you know, Ronnie, mm -hmm. but you know, your, your viewers <laughs> don't. So that seemed kind of awkward when I said that. Uh, but, but Ronnie and I, as we, we launched our initial brand, Black and Mary with Kids, we would be out and we'd be working with nonprofits that had millions and millions of dollars in funding around healthy marriage and the healthy marriage initiative it was called from the federal government from the white house at that time and they were trying to figure out how can we have people have healthier marriages healthier marriages lead to healthier communities healthier community healthier country xyz mm -hmm. but they couldn't get people into the actual trainings and they would say hey we're doing a free training we're going to give you a gas card to come we're going to give you a free dinner when you're here if you got kids we'll give you a child care stipend if you're married, we're going to give you a hotel room to, to have a romantic night together. Oh, wow. But they still couldn't get people in the actual class and training. And when me and Ronnie looked, the number one reason they couldn't was the language that they mm. used. We didn't find that couples were saying, hey, I don't have a healthy marriage and my marriage isn't healthy enough. We found that couples were saying, I'm tired of fussing. I'm tired of arguing with you. I can't trust you. I don't know 
where you're at half the time, yeah. right? Uh, I don't know what you're doing with the money that is coming into the house. Like these are the conversations that we saw and we read about and we talk with couples about every day on Black and Married with Kids. That's the reason we could have a, a theater or a conference with hundreds of people totally sold out with them paying us. And, and this nonprofit organization could have zero people there, crickets, and have to actually cancel a free training because they couldn't get enough people involved. So you have to be able to communicate what you're doing and who you're doing it for in the language that the customer actually uses. Mm-hmm. Now, I know some people say, well, Lamar, all that's cool if you already have an audience. What if I don't have an audience at all? Well, I want you to follow your competitors that actually do have audience. Go to their, their Facebook pages, go to their social media, their Instagram, whatever it may be, where they have audience and see what people are saying in the actual comments. If you see their advertisements, what are people saying they like about the company in their ads? What are people saying they don't like if they're on, on Amazon? What are people saying in the actual reviews, right? What are the, the one-star reviews saying? What are the five-star reviews saying? We have to dig in deeper and do some research to find out exactly what it is that the people that we want to attract, the people that we want to speak to, right? It's causing them to buy, causing them to be attracted to us so that we can get more of those people and make more money. Yeah, and the answers are there. They're out there. You just have to be willing to do the work. And look, again, it's all about doing what's required so that you can get to where you want to be. But I guarantee you, somebody out there has, just like Lamar said, they have your audience and they have people talking and engaging with them and their brand. And guess what? That's research you don't have to do. You don't have to pay for it. It's right there. You just have to go and look for it. So let's talk a little bit about how entrepreneurs can focus on revenue generating activities. Now, typically, I'll, and I'll be honest, when I first became a full-time entrepreneur, I didn't know what to do with my time because I was used to Lamar working with you, having my schedule. This is you know, what's on my agenda for the day. And then when you get into entrepreneurship, you don't have anybody to tell you or guide you on how you should be spending your time. You have to figure it out on your own. So for me, I would say maybe the first month or two, it was like a hodgepodge of like trying to figure it out. And then also, you know, had some other life stuff going on, but, you know, just trying to figure out like what's going on, what am I doing? How should I spend my time? But, you know, if somebody is not clear on how they should be spending their time, then they're probably wasting it. So in order to, you know, keep, keep the bills paid, you have to focus on those revenue generating activities. So Lamar, what, how do you say, or how do you think people should focus on that? How should they prioritize their revenue generating activities as uh, compared to other tasks that they may have? Yeah. And I, I think what you hit on is important because some people think, well, if I just left where I'm working at and I had time, I'd be a better entrepreneur, but that's not necessarily mm-hmm. true. Right. Sometimes more time can be a curse if you don't use it Absolutely. correctly. So like you said, right. What are the, what are money generating activities, things I should be doing to, to ensure money comes in. I always talk about the fact that like your business needs CPR. And I'm not talking about mouth to mouth. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about, you know, uh, uh, chest pumps. I'm talking about consistent, predictable revenue. And without it, your business can't grow. Your business can't thrive. And if your business is the primary way that you make money, cons- a lack of consistent, predictable revenue means you'll be doing something else other than your business very yeah. soon. So when I became a full-time entrepreneur, right, we had uh, four small kids. We had a mortgage. We had, you know, other financial responsibilities. I had to make sure that the money did not slow down. A little bit of money I was making actually increased. And what I did is on my whiteboard at home in my home office, I wrote on that whiteboard, what are you doing to make money today? Mm. I want to repeat that. I wrote down, what are you doing to make money today? And every day when I went in that office and I sat down on my laptop, 
I would look at that and it was reminded that every day I had to be doing something to generate revenue, those MGAs, right? Money generating activities you talked about. So what could that look like? It could have been running a sale or a promo and pushing it out that would land me money right there that day as soon as somebody purchased. Mm. It could have been, hey, I'm, I'm promoting an event or something that's a month away and maybe the payoff won't be for a month, but I know that, hey, by the time we get there, I'm gonna have more butts and seats. I'm gonna have more people to actually listen to an offer or something that I'm sharing or something that I'm selling. It could have been creating a product that wouldn't be launched till six months from now. But I had a mix of different things, right? Some bringing me money immediately right now, some that are setting me up for money in the future, but all things that would generate cash on a consistent basis so I could have consistent, predictable revenue in my business. So too many entrepreneurs, what they're spending time on does not matter. Mm. Oh, man. I got some more unsexy marketing with them all. All right, unsexy marketing with them all, right? Like, like just because you are making content on social does not mean you will make money on social. Yep. I know, like, the, the craze right now is like, hey, you know, content, content, content. You know, we've made a lot of content over the years with, with our original brand. And what content is a treadmill, it's a race that you never finish. Yes. Because once you create and you push it out there, it's old and it's dead and what's next, right? So not to say that don't do it, not to say don't create it, but if I'm creating something, there has to be a direct return on my investment. Well, Lamar, right? I'm not paying because I'm filming it with my, I got the new iPhone. You know, I, I'm, I'm filming it with my own phone and I'm not paying a video crew. I can edit on InShot and all this type of stuff. Cool. But Stephanie, what they have to realize, like you said earlier, if you're not investing your money, you're investing your time. For everything I need my time invested in, I need a direct return on that investment so I can go out, right, and replant that and become more fruitful as a result of it. So, I mean, you you know, what you're talking about is you hit it right on the head and you're talking about it. Like, it's a real focus on what am I doing to make money? A real focus on then tracking to make sure that I'm actually making money on these things. Doubling down on what's working, throwing away what's not, and then continue to move forward. Absolutely. And prioritize that, y'all. Like, I feel like a lot of people are afraid to make money. They're afraid to put themselves out there. But I'm going to be honest, there's a lot of people out there that are putting themselves out there that... Some of them probably have no business doing it, right? But they're still making money because they have no problem putting themselves out there. They have no problem, you know, just throwing throwing spaghetti at the wall, seeing what works and being able to generate revenue from it. So I know you've heard about, um, there's people on TikTok, I'm not going to say specifically what they do, but they sell like specific things, like very unique things. Like there's somebody who sells like things in jars. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, okay. Stephanie just said, but okay, she sells her past gas. I don't even want to say the F word, but she sells her past gas in a jar <laughs> and people buy it. But you know what I'm saying? Like she's putting herself out there. Like she's, <laughs> she's doing what she has to do and she's making a lot more money than, you know, some new entrepreneurs out there. So, I mean, you just have to get out there. You got to do it. Again, you got to be confident. Um, you have to put yourself out there. Nobody, this one thing that um, I think I've learned over the years is like, people don't just assume that you have something to sell and that it's for them. Like you have to tell them like, this is for you. This is what I have. This is how I can help you. This is the outcome. Here's where you go to purchase. And then they go purchase, but nobody's going to be like, oh, I follow Stephanie. I'm just going to assume that she has products and I'm going to go buy them on my own. Like, no, that it just doesn't happen like that because we're all so busy. Like our minds are everywhere and everything. So you got to be clear. You got to put yourself out there and you got to stop being scared. Okay. 
Totally true. Last question before we wrap it up. Um, I know that there is no like quick and dirty way to success, but for people who are serious about being successful with their business, they are serious about sticking it out. How can they be, how can they reach success faster? How can they reach it as soon as possible? If you're on a path, you're serious about reaching success and getting it faster. You need to get access to the information. Again, like the thing that, that slows down the most, we were consistently trying to reinvent the wheel. What that means, we were trying to figure out how to get better conversions, but we know nothing about conversions ourselves. Yeah. We were trying to figure out, you know, how to send emails, but we know how to segment or, you know, how to do behavior-based marketing. We were trying to figure out, you know, how to build our own funnel and like all these different things that we didn't know we paid a price for. Yeah. And what people oftentimes are thinking is, again, I don't have the money. Or I don't want to invest the money. Sometimes it's not even about people not having the money. In their mind, they think, I don't want to invest my money in that. But again, if you're not investing money, you definitely invest in your time. Yes. And at some point in your life, you'll realize that your time is way more precious than your money. Because if I got more time, I can make more money. If I got more money, that don't mean I can make more time. Absolutely. So you got to get clarity around it. But again, is is getting with communities, getting with information, getting with the help you need, and then being able to actually execute and implement everything we talked today is, is what's going to propel you to success. And then having a mindset that you deserve the success that you see. Because mm -hmm. still often people, when they start to see success, they get scared and they run yeah. away. It's people that are listening right now that have attained a level of success and the only reason they're not going for more is because in their mind, they have self-limiting beliefs. In their mind, they're facing imposter syndrome and thinking that I'm, I'm not the one or, or who do I think I am? or I'm not as great as these people or these other things that are going on. But there is another level of success. And I don't care which level you at. It could be, hey, I'm, I'm making $50,000 a month. Stephanie, you know me. Somebody tell me they're making $50,000 a month. I say, that's outstanding. Now let's get to 100. Right. right? They tell me they're making 100000 a month. I say, man, that's great. But imagine what the million-dollar month's going to look like. Right. So, so knowing that there's always more. This is a, is a, is definitely a marathon. It's not a sprint. But getting beyond it, getting around it, and fixing your mindset that you deserve more is the biggest first step. Mm. Yeah, you deserve more. You have to tell yourself that. Um, Wow. Okay. This was an amazing conversation. Um, Lamar, thank you so much for coming on the show. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. So proud of you, Stephanie, everything that you're doing. And um, I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. I should have been, I should have been, I should have been guest number one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, feel like I'm in a, I feel like I'm in a mix somewhere. I don't, I've already seen episodes rolling out. I feel like, I don't know if I'm like okay. 21 or like 89 no. or something, but you know, but I, I appreciate uh, inviting. You know what? Honestly, Lamar, I was a little afraid to ask. I thought you were going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'll ask him like after it comes out. But no, I'm so glad that you came on. Um, like I said, uh, I've learned so many invaluable lessons like working underneath you. And it's that everything that I moved to Atlanta for, that's what I was looking for. And, you know, wow. you know, we've known each other for a long time, like I think maybe five years now. And, you know, my first year in Atlanta, I was thinking that I was going to get what I was getting with you with, you know, my other position. And I just wasn't, was just so far off. And for those of you who don't know, I worked for Lamar for, for Lamar and Ronnie for three and a half, almost four years. 
And I was able to move up in the company. I worked several different roles, which is why I feel like I'm so well-versed in what I do now, because I have, I've had experience in literally every single element, you know? So yeah, just thank you for coming on the show. I'm so glad that you came on and we got to have this chat. And I know a lot of people who are listening are going to find this conversation very valuable. Thank you. And again, I, I appreciate it. Th- thanks for inviting me on once. Uh, your initial <laughs> roster ran out. Stop it, Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> what you got there? And just start thinking about, all right, now, who, 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 who else? Who, hey, who can I lean on? Right, who, who else is out here in these streets? You, uh, <laughs> you are too <laughs> much. See, you're post. too much. <laughs> this is too much for me. No, thanks, again, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Everybody listen, don't forget, take action. Execute Absolutely. Tell us where we can find you online. Sure. You can find me at www.trafficsalesandprofit.com. That'll give you access and links to a free copy of my paperback book, Traffic, Sales, and Profit, the ultimate step-by-step guide to consistent predictable revenue online. It'll also give you access to our free Facebook group, Traffic, Sales, and Profit with Lamar Tyler. And you can follow me on all the social platforms at Lamar Tyler. That's L-A-M-A-R-T-Y-L-E-R. All right. Awesome. And we will have those links in the show notes, Uh, but thank you so much again. And then we'll see you guys next time. 